I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number SCP-6587 Object Class Safe Special Containment Procedures SCP-6587 is preserved in a standard storage unit in Site-24's Anomalous Artifacts Wing. Digital copies of the book's contents are available on request to personnel possessing Level 3 clearance and above. Description SCP-6587 is a French bestiary of unknown authorship, dating to the late 12th century. The object contains detailed descriptions of animals both real and imaginary in nature, with accompanying illustrations. As with similar texts, these depictions are highly embellished with little scientific basis, relying instead on allegory and religious symbolism. While the bulk of the object's content is largely unremarkable, it is classified as anomalous due to the inclusion of several unique summaries found in no other sources. These descriptions appear to correspond to existing species of animal whose existence was not known to medieval Europeans, including those native to the Americas, Oceania, and Antarctica. There is currently only one edition of the object in Foundation custody, and it is not believed any further copies were produced. Several passages from the object have been recorded by the Department of Mythology and Folkloristics, the following has been translated from the original medieval Latin. Of the Ignavis In the vibrant forests of St. Brendan's Isle, there lurks that most loathsome of creatures, the shiftless Ignavis. Doubtlessly the most indolent beast in creation, the Ignavis has the face of a bear and the body of an ape, with fur that has grown thick and matted through neglect. So detached are these creatures from spiritual concerns that they may never set foot on the ground, but instead confine themselves to the treetops, where they use their great talons to hang listlessly from branches. The Ignavis spends all its days in heedless slumber, too torpid even to dream, and only rousing once a month in order to feed and mate. As seasons pass, the Ignavis's untended pelt becomes overgrown with a kind of green mold, inviting the company of all manner of worms and maggots. After consuming the creature's putrid hide, these vermin will then continue to partake of the Ignavis's flesh and innards, although so idle is this animal that it scarcely takes any notice of its own destruction. Of the Peregrine Of the many curious animals found in the untamed wilds of Terra Australis, none are so strange in appearance as the proud Peregrine, which is the enemy of the tactless and uncouth. These creatures possess the bill of a duck, the body of an otter, and the tail of a beaver, and are said to be the only beasts in creation that make both milk and lay eggs. The peregrine restricts his movements to riversides and lakes, 
feeding on shrubs and small fish. The peregrine poses no harm to men should they approach him, provided they afford him his due reverence. The peregrine retains his wrath solely for those who laugh at or mock its extraordinary form. When met with ridicule, the peregrine will strike the unfortunate lout with his venomous claws, delivering a sting unmatched by sword or serpent, and causing him to die in the slowest of agonies. Of the Borea In the frigid wastes of farthest north, there is a species of tall bird called the Borea, which cannot fly but are fine swimmers. For lack of seed and berries, the Borea live solely on fish, and slide on their bellies along the frozen plains for ease of movement. These birds are neither wholly righteous nor wicked. Much like men, the Borea hold potential for acts of both good and evil, as attested by their dense plumage, which is black and white in equal measure. A Borea may live for seventy years before shedding its feathers on the solstice. Once this occurs, the birds must travel in their nakedness to meet their fate, assembling atop a great marble cliff where they will throw themselves in unison from its ledge. Those Borea which have led lives of careless decadence will plunge helplessly to the craggy shore below, where their broken remains are scavenged by the ravenous sea leopards. However, those among them that have lived humbly and virtuously will by grace of God make use of their wings, and hereupon fly south to the verdant domain of Prester John, where they live forever in warmth. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLight 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.